All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to another episode of the Daniel Teaches Experience, folks. My name is Daniel. I'm here with my good buddy, Mark. Mark, what is going on, champ? Yes, not too much yourself. I'm doing excellent. I'm doing really, really well. Now, folks, the reason why I have Mark on here is to serve as a perfect example of two people who might not see eye to eye on everything, but they're here to talk about their differences. I believe, and I know that Mark shares the same view, that when you disagree with someone about something, you don't block them. You don't, you don't throw them out. You don't dehumanize them. You do the opposite. You sit down and you have a conversation. Sometimes you won't even change the other person's mind, but that's okay, right? End state is just, I want to give you the benefit of the doubt, and I want to hear why you think the way that you do. Would, would you say that's a pretty accurate representation, Mark, of both of our perspectives for, for today? Pretty much exactly how I see it, yeah. Perfect, it's a, excellent. It's, it's a shame to throw someone out like that and then not understand. When you could be wrong, it's a shame to not, not have that insight. Yes, definitely. Definitely. So we're going to talk about a topic that's not controversial at all. Um, it's super <laughs> black and white. Um, everybody will understand. We're going to talk about vaccines. Now, this is, we're going to jump into it by talking about why I've chosen to become vaccinated. I've, I'm fully vaccinated. Why Mark has chosen to not become fully vaccinated. And then from then, we'll just kind of stem on different discussions and conversations and disagreements and things of that nature. So, Mark, when if I was to go out on, on Instagram and say, guys, I got my second shot, most people are going to respond with, yeah, that's great. Good for you. Supporting the system. Agreed. My worry is, Mark, if you go out and say, guys, I didn't feel comfortable taking the shot for whatever reason, so I didn't do it. I'm worried that you're going to get people going, murder, you terrible person. You know, go. I hope you get hit by a truck. How dare you not feel comfortable to take a vaccine? And, and that's the reason why I have you on here to kind of talk about different perspectives. And instead of yelling at someone from afar, we can, we can come together and we can talk about why we did what we did. So Mark, what would you prefer? Would you prefer that I kind of talk about my thinking and, and why I got the vaccines? Or would you prefer that you give your piece first on why you've decided not to? Um, I don't think it matters too much, whichever you prefer. Okay. So I feel like, uh, I would, I would love to hear yours first, Mark. I would love to hear yours first of why okay. you have not taken the vaccine and why, not to put words in your mouth, but it, it doesn't look likely that you will. Oh, sure. Uh, I don't want to be like that dude in the group. So, yeah, I haven't been vaccinated, but by all means, like, if I'm convinced by this conversation, maybe tomorrow I'll go and sign up my vaccination, right? Like, that's that's the, the position we want to be in here, is that we can change our minds given different information. So the only reason that I... Uh, there's a couple of reasons that I haven't taken the vaccine. There's a couple of things to consider is one, the personal implications of not taking the vaccine and then the public implications of not taking the vaccine, right? How it affects you and how it affects others, basically. Um, so for personal reasons, I don't think that uh, I'm, what, 20, tw mid 20s, late 20s. I'm not in the likely to have serious complications category. I looked up the stats the other day and it was 66 people in my age group in Canada have died out of point. 7 million people that have contracted the virus in Canada, just in Canada. Um, 2.7, that's not true. Anyways, it's a number. That's it's okay, very low. That's okay. It's like less than half a percent. Uh, less than, yeah, it's like 0.05%. And um, so I'm not very likely to die, even if I contract the disease, which I'm not necessarily likely to do because only about a third of the people in Canada have a 30th of the people in Canada. Um, so there's that. And then there's the fact that the vaccine could have medical complications that we're not yet aware of because it's only about a year old. Uh, it was approved rather quickly, not speaking to the validity of that because I don't know the medical science behind it, just saying that it was approved very quickly in comparison to most vaccines which take about 10 years to be approved by the FDA. Uh, so there could be medical implications that I don't see either for myself or for other issues. Um, so that's why I personally don't take it. I'm basically wagering on an unknown possibility versus a known probability that's pretty small, right? Um, so that's the personal reason. And then the public reason was actually, this one's a little more recent that I was able to concrete, concretely measure this one down. Originally it was, I don't really interact with a lot of vulnerable people. So I, I didn't, uh, I'm like, I, I'm not at a huge risk to give this to a bunch of people who, who might have really bad effects from this. So that's not the biggest issue for me. Uh, that probably could be a little more concrete. But more recently, the information has been coming up that the vaccine doesn't actually prevent transmission, which means that even if you're vaccinated, you can still transmit the disease, which means that there's actually no public reason anymore to get the vaccine, right? If you can still transmit it. Now it's just a personal reason. So those are my two main reasons. 
Those are some really good points, man. Those are some some really serious concerns. Now, Mark, I'm I'm going to do something where I'm going to say almost verbatim what you told me to make sure yes. that I understood you 100% and that I'm not um, mischaracterizing your viewpoints, okay? Please so, do. so if I understood you correctly, Mark, your perspective is the reasons why, why you're not taking this vaccine is one, the chances of you getting it, you look at it as slim. Two, if you did get the vaccine, you're a 20-something-year-old guy. I'm guessing you don't have heart problems. You're not over 60. You're saying, Daniel, I'm probably going to survive. Like, I'm probably going to make it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, let's see, so the, this one. Oh, uh, the, the vaccine, it was made in, in a relatively quick fashion, right, in a quick manner, quicker than, I think, any vaccine that, that we can think of recently. Yeah. I, I don't know what the, the average duration of a vaccine is, but this one took how long? A year? Two years? It's been less than a year since it came out, yeah. Less than a year. Okay, so you're saying, well, Daniel, that, that in and of itself could, could cause some worries. It could have some side effects that we might not figure out until two, three, four years in the future. Fair point. Then you have that you don't live um, close to like vulnerable people or vulnerable populations. So you're not living in a senior home. Um, that's four. I think there's one more. Uh, and then the, the most recent one was that the vaccine doesn't actually prevent transmission. Right. It just right, right, right. reduces it and reduces the condition, the complications. Mm-hmm. I see. Okay. Yeah, no, 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 that makes sense. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So one, I appreciate your honesty. I, I like that you're a, you're a critical thinker and you took a step back and you go, okay, wait, I'm going to think about this from my own perspective, just because everyone's doing it. Does that mean that I should also go do this if I don't fully believe in it? So here's, here's my perspective on it. When the vaccine, so immediately when the quarantine happened, I said, oh man, you know what? I'm not a fan of the quarantine. I'm not a fan of masks but I will do whatever we need to do together as a society to come together, to defeat this thing, to go back to our regular lives. What are the positive things about COVID? I feel it made you realize, you know, we're all one planet. And at the end of the day, regardless of religion, politics, ethics, we all live on the same planet. And essentially we all travel, we all talk, and we got to make sure that we're on the same team, essentially. And climate change is in, is in that same category. Even though we have many differences on other things, one of the beauties of COVID was people actually, this is going to sound weird, but coming together to fight this thing, different countries with different policies. And everybody said, you know what, let's do our fair share of the work to make sure that obviously people don't die, people don't get sick unnecessarily, and we don't transmit it to other people if we don't have to. So I'm putting on the masks when I go out, I, I take part in everything, right? I put on the masks. I go out. I'm careful about who I talk to. I didn't. I rarely saw people last year. I've been waiting to see more people this year. And it wasn't until the vaccine came out, and I remember thinking, "This is this is an old like Joe Rogan joke." He's like, "Depending on what it is, you don't necessarily want to be the first one to do it. You don't necessarily <laughs> want to be the last person to do it either." So when the vaccine came out, I kind of stood back and I went, "Okay, well, if the politicians are taking it, and the business owners, and the doctors, and if Justin Trudeau, our prime minister," is seen taking the vaccine, right? And his family and his kids. I'm like, okay, okay. I feel, I feel a lot more comf- confident and a lot more comfortable. Now, I can see how people could take that as like a sheep mentality. So Daniel, you saw everybody took the vaccines. So you're like, I want to go take the vaccine. At the end of the day, Mark, what I think it comes down to between people who decide to take the vaccine and people who don't decide to take the vaccine is the pros and cons of the situation, right? Yeah. If you feel that the cons outweigh the pros in taking the vaccine, I completely understand why you wouldn't take it. Now, I myself was in a position where I was looking at this vaccine and going, I was going, so let's go back to your, to your first point, right? Like you said, then I'm probably not going not gonna to get the virus. There was a long time where, where me and you are living that the cases were really relatively low. Yeah. And I was thinking, I was like, man, I was like, I'm probably not going to get it. You know, I'm probably <laughs> not going to get it. But if I take this vaccine, like, let's just be, uh, what's the word? Let's just be safe. Just in case, even if the probability is super low, for example, I like to think I'm a good driver. I probably won't get into a car accident, but I'm like, you know what, man, let's get that insurance just in case, yeah. just in case some Hail Mary comes in. Right. For sure. Um, so second point that you said, um, it was about uh, dying from it. Now, Mark, I am 21 years old. I've never felt better in my life. I work out three or four times a week. I've been eating super clean. I said to myself, I said, if I get COVID, like the chances that, that it would really, really, I mean, hospitalize me, I don't think it would be a great deal. Personally, I could be wrong. I could get it and I could just, right? But yeah. I'm a young guy. I'm healthy. I'm fit. I don't smoke. I rarely drink. I take care of my health. You know, I could understand that someone in their 60s with heart problems looks at getting COVID a different way than I would. Precisely. 
So in, in that degree, I kind of, I, it was less about my own um, well-being that I wanted to get the vaccine. There were more other reasons. So again, like the first one, talking about the car, car insurance example, like what the heck, just in case. Now, the third reason um, you talked about not being near a vulnerable population, a place where me and you differ, Mark, is I actually live in an apartment building. Yeah. And in this apartment building, the majority of people are over the age of 65, right? Yeah. So uh, there was an individual that I, I ran into in the hallway. Um, this might have been six or seven months ago. And he said, I'm not going to take the vaccine. And he was about in his 50s or something. And, and I just I didn't like how that came off, because instead of thinking about individual comfort, my first thought was like, dude, like you might say that you're healthy. Right. And I say I'm healthy, too. But we live in an apartment building with people in there with seniors who yeah. have heart problems, who have dementia, who are suffering from cancer. You know, what would you do, Mark? If like I couldn't fathom, I don't get the vaccine because I think I'm healthy. I get COVID. I give it to some poor person living in this apartment building. I recover and God forbid they pass away. No, what do sure, I right? say, Mark? You know, what do I say? Yeah. Oops. I'm sorry. Like I, like I said, that was like one of the hardest parts for me in reconciling not getting it is because I'm like, well, okay, personally, I don't really want it. And you don't really need a good reason to not get the vaccine for yourself, right? You just mm-hmm. need reasonable doubt because it's your own body. You can do what you want with it. Of course. Um, but the fact that you could transmit it to someone else, that was that was a really hard one to overcome. So mm-hmm. like I said, I used, I used the fact that I, I'm not I'm not around vulnerable populations very often. Uh, and now the fact that I've been recently convinced that I don't think the vaccine prevents it. So yeah, uh, prevents transmission. So, so there's that to throw into the mix now. But I do agree. Mm-hmm. I do agree that that's that's like a really big point that you need to consider is that it's not just about yourself. It is about the safety of others as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking on that point, I believe there are two points left. One of them was the, the one that um, on, on the speed of the vaccine, how quickly it developed. And another one was that there is some research coming out that says if you have co- if you have, are fully vaccinated, if I'm not mistaken, you could still get COVID. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm pretty convinced to that. But what. What is very new to me, I'm not 100% sure, is I have also heard that you can get COVID and you can still transmit it to someone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I looked it up about last week or something, actually, before we even said we we're going to have this mm-hmm. talk. And uh, if you go to the CDC website, it does say it, it reduces the likelihood. I saw that too. But it doesn't too. prevent it, notably. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So um it's not technically the same kind of vaccine as like getting a polio vaccine right like where you can't get polio or the chicken pox or something like that um so that's just something to keep in mind because that does change the math a little bit as well absolutely it's the whole reason and i don't want to veer too much into the vaccine passports if you don't want to but like that's one of the other reasons the vaccine passports for for like events and such that they're actually just announcing now where we are um that you like can't go to an event unless you're vaccinated it's like but but that doesn't stop like if, if you're vaccinated it only reduces the likelihood of transmission you could still transmit it so i don't really i don't really understand the reasoning behind that but it's a it's a weird one i'm glad you brought it up mark because i, I want to touch on all of those so really quick just on one point that i want to make sure i address we talked about like the speed of the vaccine and yeah. i would agree with you. this one developed really quickly the place where my tone is different from from yours i think a lot of people go hey it usually takes five six seven years to develop a vaccine Why did this one get created in less than a year? That's kind of suspicious. My tone is, hey, man, if we have the technological advances and capabilities to create a vaccine in less than one year, which is scientifically tested and which like the side effects are minor and it's a very um, small amount of the population, which does get like, like I said, like lethal side effects or even minor side effects. Why? Like. How about in the future, instead of having this mindset of, oh, it's going to take us five to six years to develop a vaccine. We can think, oh, no, it's possible to develop a vaccine in, in less than a year. If, if there's a fire lit under us and if everyone's working about it and that is our priority, we can do it. It, it is possible. So that's yeah. kind of where, where my tone differed a little bit. But so what, well, so, yes, uh, just quickly, um, to be clear, I don't think it was suspicious or anything like that. It may or may not have been. That's not what I want to talk about. Okay. The, the idea is that there could be long term implications that we don't right. yet know because typically we give these more time to pan out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, no, no. Thank you for correcting me. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. There, there very well could be things that that we find out um, a year, two years, three years from now. So that's a that's a fair point. Yeah. Going to touching on uh, on that final point of yours, Mark. That's the one that I mean. I really. You want to talk about being open minded, dude. If if my biggest thing, and I know a lot of people listening, is saying I don't want to give it to someone. I don't want to give it to my parents or the people living in this apartment building. But but 
if it is in fact the case that if you get fully vaccinated, you can still catch COVID and give it to someone. It's like, yikes, man. Cause that's, that, that makes it tough. Cause, cause that's one of the biggest reasons why I know I took the vaccine. And I got it's, fully vaccinated. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Cause it's one of the biggest drive, like the, the messages that people have been spreading is like, get the vaccine, you go back to normal because we'll, we'll get herd immunity. But if, yeah. if the vaccine is still transmissible, then herd, herd immunity doesn't exist because the people who are vaccinated can still give it to people who aren't. Yes. Here's what I'd say about that, Mark. I'd say that if I'm vaccinated, right? Mm-hmm. And, and let's say, Mark, you're 65 years old and you're not vaccinated. I could get COVID. I'm totally fine. But then I give it to you. You get COVID. You die. Mm-hmm. Right. What if one really, really good thing, Mark, of getting everybody vaccinated is one, if I get vaccinated, I can still give you the virus if, if that is true. But at least it's reduced. The chance of me giving it to you is less. And on top of that, if you are vaccinated, the chance of you getting it is less and the chance of you dying from it is also less. That's true. You're, you're absolutely right. Uh, it's just, I don't like the narrative of get the vaccine to protect others if it doesn't in fact protect others. I, I see where you're coming from. I see where you're coming from. I. I think that protect is one of those words that we can play around with. If you would have said prevent, I 100% agree with you because mm-hmm. we, we've both agreed that you getting COVID, even though you have the vaccine, will not 100% prevent you from giving it to someone else. But what we, we can agree on is that you have a less likelihood chance of getting COVID. Yeah. If you get COVID, you have a less likely chance of giving it to someone. Yeah. And if that other person's vaccinated, they have a less likely chance of uh, suffering severe consequences from it. So if, if yes. your talk is about the prevention thing, I'm 100% on your side. However, if, if we weigh the pros and cons, at this point in time, in my opinion, I believe that the vaccines still do more harm than good. And, and I think vaccine passports are, are a different conversation, which I want to veer into. Sure. But I, I, I want to get your perspective now like like with with that last point that i said like what are your thoughts that come to mind i think that that your position is is pretty reasonable as well i think we just have a little emphasis on on different points right like i Mm. i don't like the potential long-term or the potential mystery implications of vaccine and you just you think it's it's more valuable that we're protecting everyone and and i think you have a good point and i I don't know that we could delve any further because i think we just disagree on the on which one is more valuable Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no i I 100 agree with you man i if, if you say, Daniel, a concern of mine is possible long-term side effect, I can't deny that. I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you're saying, like, it could protect everyone. You're like, I could, yeah, you could be right. I, I don't know. Well, yes, we'll see. It certainly has, has been shown to help people, so that's, that's good. Yes, fingers crossed, man. Good, excellent. By all I means, mean, get the vaccine if you can, if you think you should. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that anybody else shouldn't get the vaccine. It's purely a conversation about why I did not get the vaccine. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. That, that's really, really important to... To, to understand that people make their own decisions. And the least that we could do is try to understand why people make the decisions that they do. That's why I totally Precisely. agree. Totally agree. Cool. 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 Good. Sometimes people think that um, like if you bring someone on, you have a conversation, you have to convince their mind. It's like, not necessarily, yeah. no. not, not necessarily. You know, what, what if you're in the wrong or what if they just don't want to have their mind changed? Or what if, you know, you can talk for five hours, but at the end of the day, you just prioritize different things. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? For sure. That's, that's the thing, right? It's like we, we, we've had a discussion and now we kind of see where we both stand and, and mm-hmm. we just, we have different emphasis, like I said, on, on which one is more, which point is more important. And that, that can happen. And, Absolutely. And maybe as new evidence comes available, each of us will change our mind. And mm-hmm. That's all we can ask for, right? Oh, 100%, man. If anything, Mark, I respect you more for one, being honest about what you believe in, even though public opinion might not agree with you. And two, coming on the podcast to discuss it, man, because it, it takes cojones, seriously, so... <laughs> I mean, it, it's, you know, it's good, man. It, it's good Thanks. to voice your opinion. Absolutely. You're very welcome. Now let's, let's steer this conversation into vaccine passports. Sure. When you first heard about, excuse me, vaccine passports, what came to mind? Yeah. So I'm a little less, uh, my arguments are a little less coherent against vaccine passports, perhaps. Uh, I like, I, my gut reaction is that I don't like them as an idea uh, for certain things. I, I don't know. So I want to make a clear distinction between um, the vaccine passports that prevent people from traveling to like other states or other countries. Uh-huh. And then the idea of the new, the new idea that people are implementing is like where you can't go into businesses or sports conversations mm-hmm. if you don't have the vaccine. I think those are two different things to consider because we have had like the, the you can't travel uh, between countries in the past for other sicknesses. 
I don't know if we've had the smaller regulations. I actually, I'd have to look that up. I forgot to mm. get rid of that. That's right. Uh, and that one, that one, yeah. The, so they're a, a little different in my mind. But or what were what were your gut reactions on the bags and passports? Man, my my first thought was. I guess what what my perspective was when I first heard about stores here saying, "Hey, you can only enter with a mask on," like mask was mandatory. Mm-hmm. I thought, okay, you you know you're a business, you have certain rules. If I want to enter into that business, I have to wear a mask, no problem. And when I heard about this whole vaccine passport thing coming out, I kind of viewed it in that in that same path. I said, well, the store wants me to wear a mask to walk in. You want me to, and and also, Mark, I was pretty convinced that I was already going to get vaccinated. So, so like it, it was easier for me to kind of fall into that line of thinking, but oh, I really sure. thought, I really thought I was like, you know, I mean, I understand like if you, if I want to, let's say, um, go to America in the middle of COVID, they want to know that I have both vaccines. It's like, fair enough. The, the big thing for me, Mark, and, and I would love to hear your perspective on this is when I heard the vaccine passports, I really didn't differentiate it too much from like the traveling from country to country, as mm-hmm. opposed to just, you know, you wanting to enter a restaurant or you want to enter like. Uh, a business of some sorts. So my perspective, I, I wasn't cheering, you know, I wasn't booing, but I was like, okay, you know, fair enough. But I, I did hear that there were a lot of people who were really happy with it, like that yeah. were cheering it. And there were a lot of people that, that were completely against it, like like Joe Rogan, like Abba and Preach, people that I follow who are, who are really awesome critical thinkers. And, and Abba, I don't know which one of them, but one of them was like, they were going to get the vaccine until they found out that they were going to do COVID passports, like oh, vaccine weird. passports. And then that made them go, no, I don't want to. Oh, what? So even, huh. even that, like the, the idea of the legislation coming down on people made some people go, you're taking away my, my freedom and you're maybe forcing me or forcing people to do something that they might not be comfortable doing. But that case was interesting because the guy um, from like Abba and Preach, he was going to get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. It was until that got announced that I was like, oh, well, now you're going to force me to. Well, now I'm not going to. That's, uh, That's interesting. Oh. <laughs> I want to say, say childish in the sense of like, you know, oh, you're going to tell me to do something now. I'm not going uh, to. For sure. But, um, yeah, there, there's certainly like a, a lot of it's politicized again, right? It's like this could lead to like government blah 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 I don't want to mm-hmm. focus on that again because I don't, that's just not where I'm coming from. Okay. Um, so I just, I just, uh, I guess the biggest thing, Mark, that I mm-hmm. want to ask you is you're, you, you understand, I shouldn't say you understand, but you're for people looking at passports. For example, if you have like, like what were some of the other like, um, sicknesses that they use? Yeah. So as an example, my friend went to Japan the other year oh. and they check for tuberculosis shots, right? Because gotcha. tuberculosis is crazy deadly and contagious mm-hmm. and you can't enter the country unless you have one. So that's, that's effectively a, a, the same thing, right? Okay, no, that makes sense. And and what are your what are your thoughts on that? Um, so I think that's probably fine. And as I said, I think the the passports from country to country is probably fine because you want if you have an outbreak, you want to limit it to one area so that mm. you know if in the worst case everyone in that area dies, not everyone in the entire world dies. I guess because because the I guess the the purpose behind a, a vaccine passport right is to prevent prevent the spread mm-hmm. um, from one region to another. Uh, I'm less sold on like the individual businesses and and sports concerts and events doing it because they're still in the same area. So like you won't have that one vector for transmission, but you will still have other vectors in that area for transmission. Uh, and then another point is if we take the CDC at their face value and, and the vaccine doesn't actually prevent you from having or transmitting COVID, then what's the point of a vaccine passport if you can still transmit it? yeah that's fair man that's fair you're saying regardless of if i have the vaccine or not if i happen to have covid i can still transmit it either way yes yeah, so and that actually, defeats the purpose it would defeat the entire purpose of mm. preventing the spread it was less than the likelihood sure but we don't know to what extent yet because we haven't had enough time right, to right, study all these things which leads me back to my original point of everything's still too new of course of course because then i could easily say well if everyone else in there is vaccinated right then they could get it but then you don't need the vaccine passport because everyone's vaccinated right but but you you want to have some sort of a in my opinion something that that says like yep like we can we can 
um, validate that you are indeed vaccinated. You know what I mean? Rather than mm. just taking someone's word. Now, I don't oh, know sure. if that's vaccine passports, but you know how like, um, and this might be, I don't know if how, how appropriate of an example this is, but like for the same reason we have a driver's license, right? For driving, right? And like, you can tell someone, man, I know how to drive, but it's, you want something official that says I am indeed vaccinated. So um, that doesn't mean I can't get it. And that doesn't mean I can't give it to someone, but that means I will, again, man, I don't want to repeat myself. Sorry, Mark, but you, you know exactly what I'm going to say, right? You know exactly what I'm going to say. I guess my, my big point here that I just want to hit home is um, a part of me really likes that, that you, you have something, you have something certified that says, yep, we can, we can approve the idea that Mark or that Daniel has gotten the vaccine, which means that he could still get it, but it's less likely, it's less likely he'd die. It's less likely he'd give it to someone else. But if you yeah. did, and if everybody in there has got the vaccine, they won't die either. So at least if everybody's got a vaccine passport in my head and everyone's got the vaccine, it's not a, okay, it's gone. So in the sense of like a chicken pox or like a polio or something, but in the sense of if you get it, I won't be worried. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you got it. Oh, you're vaccinated. All right, man. This is, you know, probably taken right. care of. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But but I've I've heard a lot of people, Mark, um, take your your perspective of on, on the vaccine passports thing, man, and and they look at it as just bananas, like yeah. nuts. Like I uh, I was listening. Sorry, you go ahead. I was gonna say a part of me wonders is if if I was vaccinated, if I'd still be on the same fence because, like I said, this this one um, the vaccine passports is it's not something I'm entirely sold on. I'm still working through. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wonder if I was vaccinated, if I'd care as much. Because then I wouldn't, but, but as it is, right, I might be getting denied access to certain things that I yes, can't do yes. because I'm not vaccinated, which is annoying. And I think that might be part of the reason that I might, I'm on that fence. That jury's still out on that one. I'm still working through that. Hey, I appreciate your honesty, man. I, I would, I would like to agree with you, man. I, I'd like to say that I feel like if you did have the vaccine, you, you like, you'd be like, oh, I'm like, this doesn't apply to me. Yeah, Whereas if you don't exactly have the right. vaccine, you'd be like, oh, I can be excluded from entering a restaurant, going to a movie theater. Um, in, in that sense, so I, I understand where you. And another from. scary thing, right, um, is I work at a business. If they okay. have, if that business gets a vaccine passport, but can I not go to it? Mm. But the the legislation currently says that you can't be denied employment because you don't have a vaccine, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that would have to change. Otherwise, otherwise, like I I could come into the business to work, but I couldn't come into shop. That doesn't make any sense. You're right. That doesn't make any sense. So, so either they have to force everyone who works there. That sounds like a bad word, but they have to politely <laughs> persuade everyone who works there. Yeah. That's a nice way to say it, huh? Politely yeah. persuade everyone who works there to get the vaccine. Because you're, you're right. That's that's a hypocrisy. If you say workers don't have to get the vaccine, but you got to get the vaccine to shop there, well, you're going to be in that area regardless. Mm-hmm. So one one or the other has to give. Um, and that seems like a dangerous precedent to set. Like you have to get a vaccine to be able to work in Canada. I don't. I don't like that. I, I understand. I, I. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, if someone's like Daniel, I don't feel comfortable um, taking this vaccine. Just like I don't feel comfortable um, being in a certain medical procedure, and I'm being forced to do it in order to go to work. Like, ah, you got a point, man. You got a point. But like, again, going back to like the, the tuberculosis uh, shot, right? What if someone says, Daniel, I'm not comfortable getting the shot. But like your, your friend said from Japan, it's like, sure. it is a one or the other. It is, you know, if you don't have this shot, like you're not getting in. Or if you yeah. don't have your passport present at the airport, man, like you have to, you know, mm-hmm. or let's take one step further. If you're not a Canadian citizen, you know, you can't work at a certain job permanently. You can't get tenure, you know, at, over here. So um, there's definitely certain areas where it is a little bit more black and white. Uh, I understand where you're coming from, man. I just, I guess one thing that I'm, that I'm definitely on the fence about too is, you know, where's the line of this is an unreasonable thing that you're asking an individual to do versus, you know what, if, if I want to do certain, like if I want certain opportunities to go to school somewhere, if I want um, my university to pay two thirds of my tuition, I have to be a Canadian citizen, right? Otherwise I'll be an international student. And that's one of those things where someone would go, well, I have to become a Canadian citizen. Like, well, what if I don't want to, you know, what if I, yeah. what if I have to give up my other citizenship in order mm-hmm. to, what if I can't be a dual citizen or what if I'm already dual citizens and I have to sacrifice. Right. So in those positions, I feel like it's more commonly accepted where I go, yeah, like it is what it is. You're either a domestic student or international. And if you're international, you're going to get a different 
service or, or you're going to have to pay a different amount of money. And now yeah. in this business sense, I, I think if we do, if, if Canada does keep going down this route, I'm curious if businesses are going to say, hey, everybody needs to be vaccinated or have a vaccine passport yeah. in order to work. It's weird. I, it's, it's a complicated issue, right? So like, because you're right about the tuberculosis is when it's like, you can't enter the country unless you have this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are you, re- I guess you're also probably required to get the shot as a kid then or somewhere when you're growing up. Man, when I was a kid, man, when I was uh, 10, 11, 12, 15, they were giving me shots left and right in school. Sure. Like, I, don't, yeah. I don't remember what they were. <laughs> I just thought I went in, uh, I showed up, God bless them. I didn't even know what the shot was for. I remember I'd go home with like a piece of paper to my parents and it said, hey, you know, your child needs to have had at least these three or four shots like in his life. One yeah. was for chicken pox, one was for other things. And my parents would either write down the date that I got said shot, or if not, I'd have to get those shots like in school. Yeah. Right. And they give me lollipop afterwards. So I mean, maybe it could also be like an area of like desensitization. You know what I mean? Like I've, I've gotten shots like chicken pox, like other ones, even though we said earlier that the um, it's not like a polio where you'll never get it. So it is a little bit different in that sense. But at the end of the day, right, the vaccine is still a vaccine. And I feel like it's easier for people like me to to digest it, to do it, to take it. I myself, I haven't had any side effects, zero. Um, nice. I have had people like, for example, my, my parents did take the vaccine. They, they had they experienced some fever. They experienced tiredness that lasted about uh, two days or so. Yeah, I personally took it. I didn't experience anything. Um, so I think, Mark, if someone like like yourself in his mid 20s was if he was worried about like immediate side effects, it's it's I would like to say it's pretty low. Like, I mean, I, I don't do anything crazy. I'm not an athlete, you know, but I'm also I have a reasonable body mass index. I, I'm not considered obese. Again, I don't smoke. So I think for people in our world, if they did take the vaccine, the chances of immediate side effects, I, I'm not talking like two, three years down the road, but like the immediate ones following are, are pretty Very slim. Yeah. And uh, when I was talking to the nurse who was giving me the shot, there were a bunch of little like minor side effects that said like you can have a sensitive shoulder. That's the only thing. My shoulder was a bit sensitive yeah. for one or two days. You know, you could have a fever. Um, you could sweat a lot. There were two or three others, but they said about one in 100,000 people, this is what the nurse told me, uh, experiences some inflammation around the heart, which would lead to chest pain. And then you'd have to go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So again, weighing pros and cons, I said one in a hundred thousand, I'll take that bet baby, but that's just me. Right. Interesting. Um, so, but going back to the, uh, to your point originally, uh, yes, my friend, as a kid, I have, I've definitely gotten vaccines for, for like little things here and there. So I feel like that definitely made it easier for me to approach this one in a more positive light. Hmm. Nice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. It's, um, it's a complicated issue by all means. I don't, I don't think there's any, I don't think there's any obviously right answers. Yes. I, I agree. There probably, there probably will be right answers looking back on it 10 years, but when like we all turn of, into zombies, and yeah, say, exactly. I told you so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'll be the only one that is up. Oh man, interesting, interesting. Yeah, man, vaccine passports. That's a, it's an interesting thing it's because because yeah, like I, I might think a certain way, right? And like again, when I first went vaccine passports, I was I felt like yeah, this is a good thing, great, this is awesome. And then when I went online and I looked at some of the people who who I follow, who's opinions I, I value like joe rogan's he was super against vaccine passports and he was um he was saying things like like i can't believe people are doing this i can't believe people are like applauding it like, this is crazy mm-hmm. and then his guest i don't remember who the guest was on he said why would people applaud vaccine passports and this is the part that unfortunately mr rogan let me down and he said because they're dumb because they're just uh, dumb people you no. know and, and right right and i'm like oh and like like my obviously folks this is important if I listen to Joe Rogan, that doesn't mean I agree with everything that he says. I can agree with some and, and disagree with others. Sure. But it was just so eye-opening to hear him refer to people like me who are sheep and who are dumb. But when I talk to people who have been vaccinated and who, who are the extreme on the other side, they would look at people who haven't vaccinated. They'd call them dumb and, and a sheep and like conspiracy theorists. You know what I mean? So just to see both sides calling each other the same thing was, was very... Um, it was just sad. It was just unfortunate. Yeah. It was like, it's, oh man, it's disheartening to, yeah. to just see people mm-hmm. be like, oh, I'm right and you're wrong, and I don't mm-hmm. care why. It's 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 so annoying and something I've always thought it's just tragic about. I don't know if this is new to the internet age since I'm you know it's mm-hmm. only the only age I ever grew up in, obviously, but 
it's probably something people have been doing forever, right? Like oh, for sure, for sure. For time. I would think, man, I at least one of the good things about social media or so I thought was that you can experience other people's opinions. You could hear other people's <laughs> perspectives, but what the algorithm does, if it, yeah. if it knows Mark, you like a certain thing, it just makes your world really small. So you yeah. only see what you want to see. Um, so, so that's been unfortunately a problem. Yeah. But See, I thought, I thought similarly with the, the advent of information and the wealth of knowledge that we have on the internet today, mm-hmm. that, that we eventually come to consensus on what, like, you know, we'd have enough discussion so we could come to a consensus on what, what is right or what's true. Uh, but unfortunately, how it actually seems to pan out is people have their ideas, find communities that agree with them and never see anything else because the mm-hmm. internet is mm-hmm. so massive that you can just only ever interact with people that you agree with, which is so tragic. Um, and I just, I wish it worked differently, but now with the algorithms too, the way that they just feed you stuff that you already see from people that you don't know, it just, it reinforces that, that mindset of sticking to your own group of people. It's, it's tribalism, man, essentially, right? I was exactly going to say that, man, that us versus them yeah. mentality. You know what I mean? Oh, you're not one of us. So you're an enemy. It's like, whoa, dude, we got to be careful. We got to yeah. be extremely careful. Like how do people think Hitler rose to power. How do you think the Nazis did what they did and Joseph Stalin did what they did and the Islamic Republic of Iran is doing what it's doing? It starts from this us versus them mentality. The first thing that people will do, Mark, in my opinion, is they'll say what you're saying is harmful or in some way bad for society. You Mm -hmm. need to be silenced. Now that's political correctness or whatever. You need to stop talking about what you're talking about. Two, if you continue, you will be punished or you will be fined. Three, we have to eliminate you. Because we think it's the right thing to do. So when I talk to people who, who sometimes, and me and you were having this discussion, man, like, how could Hitler do such a thing? How could 80 million people, you know, fall into this like brainwashed idea and and commit all these atrocities. And yet that one day that we were talking, uh, Mark, I told you how a friend of mine who is compassionate, kind, and loving told me that if he could press a button and kill every Trump supporter on the planet, he would. Yeah from a kind, compassionate person who would run out of his home at three in the morning in the rain to like help like a wounded dog in the street would have such a, I mean it, I bet, I bet you money he would, would have such a, such a cruel and evil and just this, this disgusting perspective towards a group of people. Yeah. It's just so sad to see people become that radical. Like, I don't, I don't know how that, I don't know. I guess it happens slowly over time, right? You, you have one piece of information and then you get another piece and eventually you just tie it one person with another. But like, I, how do you, how do you think you combat that? Because I would, I would just say the way to combat it is with more information, but that doesn't always work because they don't want more information. You, you tell me, man, you, you expand on this stuff. Uh, I, uh, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't know how you can convince someone who, who, who doesn't want to talk. I, I, I can't, I can't even imagine where to begin. Perhaps you could show them the outcome of their weight. I don't know. It would have to be actions if they want to talk, but I, I just, it's not something I've been able to solve yet. Me neither, man. Me neither. Mark, uh, call me a label and, and say, say a label that's not very nice sounding. Like, call me, like, racist or something. What? Oh. Uh, You're a homophobe. Okay. I'm a homophobe. So I'm homophobic, right? You are convinced that I'm homophobic, okay? Sure am. No matter what I've done in my past, no matter what accomplishments, no matter what accolades, you're going to perceive me through that homophobic lens. I could go donate $10,000 to Children's Cancer Foundation, and you are going to look at me not as a nice guy, not as someone who volunteers or who donates, you're going to look at me as a homophobic person first and then what I've done. And then if you go, well, Daniel donated $10,000 to a children's cancer foundation, that's going to, you're going to somehow fit that into the conclusion that you already have. But yeah. homophobic people are bad people. Bad people don't donate. So either one, Daniel's a good person, which is probably not true. 
So how would a bad person, you, you know what I mean? So then you try to play this narrative and you go, well, he's homophobic. He did that. Oh, maybe he's getting bad press because he's homophobic. So he wants to do this to bring attention away from us. That son of a, did you know what yeah, I mean? I do. So all of a sudden there is nothing that I can do, Mark. If you view me as sexist, homophobic, racist, I could plead, Mark, like, please listen to the podcast. That's not what I mean. That That's not my intention. That's not my message. But if you view me as a racist, a sexist, a homophobic, I might be so far gone in La La Land that you might say he's not even worth talking to. I don't even want to associate with this person. Yeah, they just they work from their conclusion. Right. And, mm-hmm. and they work backwards. They're like, oh, this is the case. You're a bad person. So anything that you do is bad, not oh, you do actions, some of them are good, some of them are bad, so you must be a medium person. It's just, you're a bad person, anything you do, therefore, is bad. And it's so, I want to say backwards, but honestly, I think that's probably how just human minds work by default. Mm. And I think it actually takes a lot of effort to counteract that. I agree with you, man. I agree with you. I think it's it's harder to do what we're doing and, and really break it down and, and to, because you can't think that way if you're open-minded. You can't think that way if you have um, yeah. if, if you want to hear someone else's perspectives, you can only do that if, in my opinion, you are close-minded, dangerously arrogant, ignorant, and shallow. Arrogant, because you claim, because I claim that I'm right, Mark, and you're yep. wrong about the vaccines. Yep. And Mark, you must be dumb, because I know I'm smart. And if you disagree with me, well, there's only smart or there's dumb. Exactly. So you must be dumb. But I don't take a second to go, wait a minute. What if I'm the dumb one? What if I'm the one who's not seeing something? Arrogance is there. Second, ignorant. I don't care what you have to say, Mark. I don't care about your reasons for not taking the vaccines. It doesn't matter. You're not taking the vaccines? Blocked. F you. You you should get fired from your work because me and you disagree. I'm ignorant towards that. And finally, shallow, because I feel like in order to be open-minded, you need to be curious. You need to, you, you need to go deep in the conversations. And I, it's one thing to care about your thoughts, Mark, but I care about your belief system, right? Because your thoughts stem from your beliefs. If I can sure. understand, you know, what your beliefs are, your thoughts will make a whole lot more sense to me. Oh, that's why Mark said this, because he believes this. So his mm-hmm. thought is, is rooted in, so, so I think, man, those things being arrogance, being, so being closed-minded, arrogance, ignorant, and shallow. I think those those are the four giant vices which make it hard for an individual to sit down and, and have a discussion like um, we're having right now. I said a lot, man. What are your what are your thoughts from from what I just said? Uh, I think you've hit most of it right on the nose. Yeah, I was um, I was actually having a conversation with someone just earlier before I came on the podcast, and we were talking about. Uh, or he said something like, "I don't want to be caught championing a view that's wrong." which is a position that I've often held, but I had this idea. I was like, you know what? I don't actually want to be the person who's caught uh, defending a position that's wrong. I want to be the person who defends a position that's wrong for good reasons, finds out that he's wrong, and then switches sides because he has better reasons now, right? Like that to me is the ideal person where they're like, I think I have good reasons, so I'm going to defend something. Oh, I don't have good reasons or new information has come to light. Just kidding, I'm now defending the other side because there's better reasons. And then that changes over time and you eventually become the best person that you can because you've got the best reasons forged through discussion. That's so brilliant, Mark. That is so brilliant. Man, I want to say this for the people listening. I think taking the vaccine is a good thing. I don't agree with people who don't take the vaccine. I think vaccine passports are a relatively good thing. So we disagree on those two things. But on this third one, I could not disagree. I could not agree with you more. I literally could not agree with you more, man. Like, I think that is such a healthy and, and such a mature way to look at life and not being afraid of being wrong. But, but you do the opposite, right? You champion, if it is wrong, you champion what you think is right, but you're not afraid of being wrong. And I think, I think that's this, I don't know if it's ego, I don't know if it's self-esteem, but I think people just get tied down to this thing of like, I have to be right. And, and they become attached. I think Jordan Peterson has something like this in his... Um, in his in his new book uh, 12 more rules for life or something it's like don't get attached to your ideology right mm-hmm. if if you're attacking the ideology you're not attacking me you're attacking an idea i don't have to die with the idea the yeah. the idea being abandoned doesn't mean i'm getting abandoned right i could switch sides and come to your side of the fence so i i 100 agree with you mark i would rather um be wrong for something that i i believe in 
and then gladly change my mind and, and say, oh, you know what? I didn't think about this. And I'll hop over the fence rather than do the opposite, rather than be afraid to, to share my views because, oh, what if I'm wrong? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, and it's not to say like you, you should jump ship all the time or like you should change your mind very often. It's just like when you, you want to do your due diligence still, but like when you're convinced, convinced or when new information comes to light that you think is better, you can, you can, it's okay to change your mind because you could be wrong. Absolutely. I, that's, I really wanted to nail that, nail that, uh, that point home, man. It's, it's okay to change your mind because you could be wrong. Yeah. That's like my, my whole philosophy. <laughs> it's okay. That's brilliant, man. That is so good. I, I, I worry, Mike, that too many people hear that and they go, oh, he's naive. For, for the people listening, we're not yeah. saying anybody, some goof rolls in and tells you X, you're going to say, okay. No, no, no. We're not saying be blindly agreeable. We're actually saying the opposite. Be a critical thinker. Stand up for what you believe in. Even if people disagree, even better. Because either maybe they're not seeing something that you are and you could teach them something. Or maybe they're seeing something that you're not and they could teach you something. So I I really want people listening to you. Don't don't take being open-minded as being naive and letting people walk all over you. No, no, no. It's, It's standing up for what you believe in within reason. And being open to have a discussion. Yeah, that's a brilliant uh, thing to point out. It's like you want to argue your point, but you don't want to be so headstrong that, you, that you're wrong. And you mm-hmm. don't realize that the other person has a good point as well, right? It's like we've talked about vaccines now. I, and I'm considering more than ever, like, should I get it because it helps protect people? That's actually like a very convincing argument that I'm not sure yet. So as time passes, you know, we'll find out and see what happens. I appreciate that so much, Mark. Man, I literally just put up something on my Instagram a day or two ago, something along the lines of this. Like I said something like, and this isn't my quote, this is something I heard online. It is a, it is a gift or it is a, a, an artwork to be able to entertain a thought without necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with it. Oh, I see. I've heard that quote. Perfect. I, I don't know who, uh, who said it originally, but just the, I, the very idea, Mark, that you said, you know what, Daniel, you had some, you had some solid points. I'm not saying I'm going to blindly agree with you, but I'm not going to completely shun you out either. I'm, I'm going to keep that in the back of my mind. And who knows? Maybe I end up taking the vaccine a week, two weeks from now, or maybe I don't. But, but the fact that you respect my points and, and that you are such a humble guy and you are not insecure and you're confident in yourself, in my opinion, without putting words in your mouth, gives you the ability to go, you know what, man, I'm going to genuinely consider that because you don't worry yeah. about being wrong. You don't exactly. worry about your ego. You don't worry about, oh, how is this going to make me look? Not at all. It's the opposite. And I think, Mark, you are a, a champion for the way to think about life. I really, really do. I sincerely believe that. I think this was the perfect example of people coming and, and we disagree about some things, but we completely agree about other things. Like, yeah. like we have the same philosophy in a lot of senses. And I think this is, you, you are such, and, and it's awesome because people hear my voice a lot. So I love that they're able to hear it from someone else. And maybe it's entirely possible, Mark, some people listening to this uh, podcast are probably like, man, anybody who doesn't want to get the vaccine is probably not a very smart guy. And the fact that they were able to listen to you now, I would come, I would be very surprised if this conversation hasn't influenced them and go, you know what, man, like Mark is a very, uh, influential person he spoke in a very articulate manner he made some very good points maybe i disagree with the first two but i agreed with the last three and and even if if it doesn't completely change their mind it opens up their perspective to okay i can disagree with people but that doesn't mean that that i should block them out or that you know or just a bunch of those things you know what i mean mark it's such a valuable skill to be able to shock with someone that completely disagree or disavow you yeah Absolutely, man. I, I credit, I always credit Joe Rogan. You know, the, the reason why this is called the Daniel Teacher's Experience, it's paying homage to him. He was the first guy that I saw bring on Ben Shapiro, who, who thinks a certain, very strongly about certain things, but also brought on Bernie Sanders, right? Mm-hmm. He, he brought on Kid Cudi and Mike Tyson and Robert Downey Jr., Jamie Foxx. Uh, who was that other guy? Alex Jones. So oh, yeah. from a bunch of different worlds. And I was like, wow. And, and I understand why Joe Rogan gets called homophobic or transphobic or, or this and that. It's because by merely associating with these people, people throw a label on them. Yeah. Daniel had a podcast with Mark. I don't <laughs> think Mark had the vaccine. They're both anti-vaxxers. 
to hell with them. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. Rather than, and, and I think this goes back to your point so brilliantly, Mark, is people who are closed-minded, they're not going to listen to this podcast. You can't be closed-minded and be like, well, let me see what the anti-vaxxer has. You know what I mean? You have yeah, to be sure, open-minded right? to even check out the podcast. So going back to what you said about if people are, if people think I'm homophobic and I make a podcast about how, how it's, it's bad to be homophobic, we should be accepting and loving, the people who should mostly like the most important group of people who should listen to the podcast the homophobic people they're not going to listen it'll be the people who already agree with me who listen yeah. and that that's the comical part it's kind of sad in a way because oh, there's people who don't need to listen to it but yeah. it's also good for them to get new perspectives so of yeah. course man of course oh man this was interesting this is really interesting Mark. oh i'm trying to think what else what else comes to mind in, in this world of disagreements in this world of um just dehumanizing people insulting people for for disagreeing with you are there any other thoughts mark that that come off to your to your mm-hmm. mind that you wanted to share uh well we can touch a little bit on what we were talking about last time it's like while while it is a valuable skill to be able to disagree with people and still listen to their arguments um it should be noted that some people are in fact malicious or bad bad will, right like there is people who are or manipulating you and trying to screw you over. And you have to be able to sometimes say, look, I'm not actually going to listen to your points because your points, uh, I want, they're not, it's not wrong, but like your, your points are ill-intentioned, right? Mm. You're not actually arguing from a point of good faith, you're arguing from, or something you believe, you're arguing from either virtue signaling or like um, just trying to convince the other person that they're wrong or something. This doesn't come up very often, and it's very hard to actually spot, but it is something that, to keep in mind, I think, is, is there are malicious people out there. You make a good point, Mike. What One of my um, weaknesses, you could say, is I'm such an open-minded person, and this might sound really wrong, but I'm going to say it because I believe this way. If I met a neo-Nazi, like if I met a person actually today, in 2021, who was for Hitler and thought he did the right thing, I might bring him on the podcast. No, dude, you know, the same way, right? Like... It's like my, my default is just like, oh, you have a different opinion than me? Let's talk. But, but it's not always that clear cut, unfortunately. Sorry, of course. Sorry, of course. So, so a lot of people, no, no, that's fine. I, was, I completely agree with you. You know, I think me and you were both curious people and we like talking to people who disagree with us. The, the problem with that is, Mark, there's a lot of people who would look down on the fact that we seek discussion. And that's something that, that I will, I will almost see that like we have certain things right mark like as open-minded as we are we both have our things that we go you know what this is a line that i'm not even willing to cross yeah like this is something that like i do not agree with the fact that if you disagree with someone the best thing to do is to go up yours and block them and never talk to them again right that's just something that no i think we do the opposite we bring people together i was actually talking to two of my friends um probably like over a year ago now Anson Smith and we were talking about that I was saying guys like everybody deserves a seat at the table blah 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 and then one of them was like well they know maybe not everyone and I said what do you mean they said well what if someone is like inciting violence you know what if someone mm-hmm. is, is actively telling people are you going to say they have free speech to you know hey every time you see a black guy in the street you know what I mean yeah so so you do kind of get to that line where I I push into that sphere in the sense of I want to hear what that person says I, I don't believe in insulting people. I don't believe in being petty. I believe in, in if I'm going to like deconstruct something, it'll be that person's argument in their line of thinking. And I would love to do that on the podcast so people can listen and, and maybe I learn something new. Maybe they learn something new. But at what point, and this is something that I don't know, at what point do you go, your, your intent is so malicious and so harmful that putting you on a podcast and like, like there's no room for discussion you know what i mean yep and and i don't know what that line is because i'm a very open-minded person so maybe oh man it's probably not a general line that you can draw unfortunately mm. it's probably very much contextual right like you've been interacting with this person a couple times and you're like okay i don't think that you're you're well-intentioned so it's probably good that we should talk about mm, i don't know that you can draw a general line unfortunately as much as i'd love to be able to uh and one other thing i think that you need to be aware of Daniel is yes because you have a platform now right mm-hmm. you have a, a, a different responsibility for me where I can just like go down the street and talk to a neo-nazi if you bring a neo-nazi on the show it sets a different message both for your audience and what about his audience right mm-hmm. like what if what if you bring him on and he actually just spends the entire time talking to his audience through you 
mm. and spreading his message. I'm glad you said that, man. I'm glad you said that. Huh. That's interesting. That's, That's something interesting. to consider. I, I, I err on the side that I think you should keep doing what you're doing, bring people on and, and, and do those conversations. Um, just something to keep in mind. No, you're right. I'm glad you said that, Mark. I'm really glad you said that because what, what the podcast is essentially, it's, it's me, it's, it's, you know, my close friends listen to this podcast. It's nothing huge. It's not like it gets thousands of views or yeah, anything. For sure. but, but if it does get to a point, you know, who knows, four, five, six years down the line, I keep doing this once a week. I bring on give different guests, the, pot, the you know, popularity grows. But you make a good point, Mark. You know, you could really bring some people on who, who might have uh, not so good intentions and they could they could spread some really negative messages on you if mm-hmm. you give them a free platform and like a, a giant audience. Hmm. So I guess it's just on, on the podcast host to be able to differentiate. I think so, yeah. Kind of who gets a voice and who doesn't. And, and then I feel like, Mark, that puts me in a, in a weird place because I want to be the guy that says yes to you, Mark, when everyone else says no. Yeah. If, if people look at you and they go, no, Mark, I don't want to have you on because I've actually heard this. Because you're white, so your opinion is irrelevant on the matter. Yeah. Or they go, no, I don't want to have you on, Mark, because I don't talk to people who, who haven't done the vaccine. Even though, like you said, I'm on the fence. You know, I could yeah. be persuaded. That conversation could be the thing that pushes you over. So that's a shame mm-hmm. in and of itself. But, but I want to be that guy that says, you know what, Mark? You don't have a giant following, right? You don't have giant sponsorships. I don't care, man. I just care about the conversation. So, so thank you for saying that, Mark. It, it'll really be me in the next few years. It'll be balancing this line between giving the people who don't have a voice a voice versus there's a reason you don't have a voice. Yeah. And that's because 95% of people can agree that what you're saying is, is harmful. Yeah. I think um, I've seen it done. And I think this is my, this is the way I love best anyways. I don't know. Is uh, you bring those people on anyways, mm-hmm. and you just make sure that you have good arguments against their points mm-hmm. so that you actually provide a, a well-reasoned viewpoint from the other side, right? You're not just bringing them on to let them talk about the message. You're being, you're being like, here's your message. Oh, have you considered this counterpoint? And you talk to the viewers more of like, right? You try to convince them that probably shouldn't believe the neo-Nazi thing. But, you know, something to consider. That's a really good point, man. That's a really good point. You're right. I like to, I hate when like, and I, I don't, I hate saying that this is like an interview because it's not, it's more like a conversation, but I hate when I sometimes listen to podcasts and the, the host will ask the guest a question and then mid answer, he'll just keep interrupting. And I'll be like, dude, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I, I brought, I want to listen to him. <laughs> you know, you brought him <laughs> off for a reason. Why do you keep cutting him off? Um, so I just, I'm really mindful of letting the other person finish their thought, but, but you make a good point, man. You should definitely... You should you shouldn't be too passive. You shouldn't be, you should you should have a sense of activeness and giving your points and countering when when appropriate yeah. for sure. Probably only when it's like a message that you consider harmful or dangerous. But absolutely, yeah. absolutely, man, Mark, dude, thank you so much for coming on, man. Nice, I, I really appreciate Thanks. it. Yeah, man, it was it was awesome, especially because I feel like uh, people who when if people think they're going to have a disagreement, a lot of times they're like, I'm just going to avoid that. So the fact that me and you just go face first, we're like, let's talk about it. You know, why do you see differently? I think that's really cool. I think that's a breath of fresh air. Uh, Mark, man, I, I got to ask, I got to tell you something about the, the vaccine thing. You know, your point about like the, the long-term effects, you know, what, what it could mm-hmm. be two, three, four years down the line. That's something that I generally hadn't considered too much. Like I'd heard it once and I kind of brushed it off, but, but this conversation has definitely made me um, just take, take that idea more seriously. Yeah. And, and definitely put it on, on higher value. So that's something that I've, I've definitely taken away from this conversation. And by the sounds of it, um, a few of my points about, you know, the transmitting, or at least you giving it to someone, they have a better chance of fighting it off or, or of not yeah. being affected as severely. I'm sure that's made a... Yeah, likewise, I was going to say your, uh, your point about, like, I, I draw the distinction between, you know, being immune to the virus so you can't transmit it and mm-hmm. being able to transmit it. And I kind of ignored the degree to which you can still transmit mm. it because we don't actually know what that is yet but if it's if it's low if it's like half as much or less than that right that's actually a big deal and you should probably still get the vaccine for that reason so yeah that's another thing to consider that i probably wasn't fully uh, recognizing absolutely mark my man i appreciate you coming on here man thank you this was really really interesting it was really enlightening for me to hear your perspectives and where you're coming from what your thoughts are and i'm very very sure that the people listening really appreciated this um this opposite of opinions and this kind of back and forth 
I enjoyed it immensely. And I'm glad there's someone like you on the internet doing exactly what I <laughs> think should be done. Thank you, buddy. That, that means a lot to me, Mark. That really, really does, man. Thank you. Uh, Mark, who is there, um, like usually like when people close out, um, is, is there like another podcast like mine that you listen to or like a YouTube channel that you listen to that has conversations like this that, that you'd recommend to people? Uh, the one that I'd recommend is, is probably rather controversial, so I don't know about that, but um, I do like the fellow, his name is Destiny on YouTube. Destiny. He streams a lot on Twitch, um, and I think he he's not, like you said, he's kind of like the Joe Rogan for me, where he'll bring on a bunch of other people, right, and it's like to their points. Um, he he's a very controversial figure, as I said. Lots of people think he's a really bad person because of the people he's brought out or things he's done. Lots of people like him for other reasons. I find that his arguments are usually quite salient mm. and um, well well reasoned. Uh, you could check him out and find for yourself if you want. Excellent, buddy. Love it, Mark, buddy. It has been an absolute pleasure, man. Thank you so much for being on, listeners. Thank you so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Daily Teachers Experience, folks. Take care.